welcome back to Curious Comedy, a podcast made to inform and entertain, to enjoy and wreck your brain. Oh, and our name? I'm Tom. I'm Jala. And without further ado, let's get into it. What do you have for us today? Thanks, Tom. Uh, I must say that I almost, almost forgot our names, but that is, <laughs> maybe, that is maybe due to the fact that we haven't uploaded for a couple of weeks. Uh-huh. So uh, maybe you could argue that we... Um, should uh, perform this episode to uh, uh, make sure that our audience is engaged. Mm-hmm. So uh, we brought uh, an, a great topic, a topic that maybe will um, substitute <laughs> us in the, in the near future. Great. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm... Super enthusiastic approach to this topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it showcases the, the usefulness, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. if you don't like us, then you know the, the potential that it has, right? Yeah, great, great. It's a one way to look at it. Yeah, sure. So um, before we dive deep, uh, deeper into it, um, the topic of this week is uh, chat uh, GPT, mm-hmm. uh, our friend, uh, our closest neighbor, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe our uh, love, um, at least... Uh, for you yeah i must say i have a kind of you can you can ask it to write you sweet messages sure <laughs> um, yeah but i'm a, i'm an emotional man so uh, uh, i can um, i can have it i can use it um, oh god listen no no human has enough love right there is not, not no such thing as uh, too much love i familiarity breeds contempt okay great so uh that isn't the case with chat gpt so um yeah no okay let's uh, first give a a broad introduction because uh, we have just noticed that we uh, already did uh, a short episode about it but Mm. uh that has been uh, a couple of months ago (laughs) and it never got released let's mention that yeah um so uh, yeah, Chat, uh, chat GPT is an uh, is a tool. Uh, it's a natural natural language uh, uh, model uh, created and made by uh, OpenAI. And OpenAI is um, uh, founded by uh, our great and dear friend uh, Elon Musk. Uh, but not only him, also uh, a couple of other people. Um, and um, yeah, especially the last couple of months. Uh, Quite some interesting things happen, and uh, yeah. Before you uh, are going to give us an, uh, a clear example of how uh, ChatGPT can uh, can influence uh, our uh, our society, mm. uh, and you can elaborate on that. It is maybe interesting to maybe just take a look at it from a more holistic view. Maybe you can say from a. Um, propeller perspective uh mm-hmm. i'm not sure if that works in english but sure and helicopter view works helicopter right. view yeah indeed uh, yeah for all people that or no sorry an eagle's eye an eagle's eye okay yeah. great now uh yeah this is this is the reason why chat gpt I, will, I, I, will. I hate that i have to correct myself it's a it's the common expression is a bird's eye view <laughs> Yeah, really. <laughs> not my strongest moment. <laughs> no, but you have helped me so many times that this is, uh, yeah, you, you got a buffer, let's say. <laughs> uh, no, but maybe just uh, to introduce it, um, you, 
anyone can make an, uh, an account and then you can uh, post it questions. And what it does is, um, yeah, they have been working on the project for a couple of years now. Uh, OpenAI was founded in 2015 or 16. Um, um, but maybe the interesting thing is, uh, yeah, it's maybe twofold. So one is that now it has some, um, yeah, you can really use it. So it has a value and anyone can make an account and use it right now if he has mm -hmm. a computer or internet. Uh, and the answers that it is generating is like, um, yeah, useful. It is not um, anymore in, is in its infancy, you can mm -hmm. almost say. So um, businesses will use it. And, and I've heard uh, a couple of uh, students that are also using it, maybe not in the best way, but that even universities right now are yeah, almost ringing the bell and saying, mm. okay, uh, we cannot distinguish um, the the work from the AI and, yeah, and, and the students. And so that's, a, that's an ongoing battle right now. But I'll tell you about that a little bit more. Yeah, about yeah, that later. yeah, sorry. So I didn't want to uh, indeed touch upon it. But um, what I wanted to say was more that um, now it, it is useful. And so you see that um, a lot of people have tried it, a lot of people see the, the usefulness in it and a lot of businesses want to buy it mm. even. But uh, for me, and maybe just to take that as a start and then uh, you can go further, um, I think it's interesting to know that it is indeed founded by Elon Musk. Um, he's not uh, in any way um, engaged anymore. Yeah. Um, but he founded it and I'm uh, with the vision that artificial intelligence in general could could be very useful mm. but it's also dangerous yeah. and he wanted to make sure that not the AI power was coming into a hands of a few mm. and now what happened is the last couple of months that the lawyers and the, the advisors of Microsoft have and don't ask me how they did it but that they were able to <laughs> by the really the intellectual property mm. of open AI. And mm. I mean, you uh, to be clear, <laughs> it wasn't a non-profit. And I mean, that was an ambition, um, an aspiration that, that should have been there for forever because uh, therefore it was incorporated in the name, mm. open AI, open for anyone, everyone. And it should benefit society as a whole. Mm. Again, not to help concentrate power. And now what you have seen is the moment it really has or is valuable, useful for a lot of people, mm. uh, you can also make money with it. And you see Microsoft and its team jumping on it. And now they have made a deal in which they, they have acquired the intellectual property or at least they can use it. But they have also... Um, yeah, wrote some conditions in the sense of that, or with respect that in, if it's true that it will be even more useful in the near future, that they can acquire like the 100% of the shares. In mm. other words, that they can just really acquire OpenAI. And maybe then the, 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 like the business as a business is still there, but the the really the let's say the intellectual property is sold to microsoft and they can use it and that is what they did because mm. they incorporated it into bing 
uh, to compete with Google mm. in the search market. Yeah. And what you have seen now, yeah, last month, since, the, since they made it public, that indeed a lot of people are now using Microsoft Edge, are using Bing mm. due to that functionality. Yeah. So you see it works. And even yeah, when we can discuss the morale, morale yeah, for a lot of people, and I think we, have, we had already a couple of discussions about it, that some people or a lot of people say, yeah, we want best for society. And, um, but ultimately, when people have to make some decisions, um, yeah, um, it's about um, having uh, the best for the less, right? Mm. So, um, and people are not willing to pay a premium for fairness, you mm. could say, you could yeah, argue. Yeah. But that is what we all say we want, and maybe that is, a, is food for thought. Mm. Um, but um, I thought that was maybe at least interesting to give um, just an introduction of uh, the development of chat GDP and the aspiration and where it is right now. But in this episode, we want to really take a deep dive into, okay, how can chat GDP influence us as, as a person, but also businesses and our society as a whole? And how will the future l- look like? How will it develop um, um, when it becomes uh, chat GDP and, 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 or being what for for that matter uh, will improve and become even better than they mm. are right now, but maybe uh, because you uh, are working in the education space and mm. uh, yeah, we can already see that compromising information is something that Chat GDP is really good at. Mm. Um, yeah, can you tell us how you see uh, Chat GDP, Chat GPT influencing um, education? Yeah, uh, for sure. I can, uh, I can let you know my thoughts. Um, so I think the first introduction uh, for ChatGPT uh, is education. Just uh, as a general thing, I think most people's first thought when coming across it, or perhaps the people that started using it first, were students, um, because they tend to tend to use social media a lot, and I think it really blew up on social media. So. The first thing that most people use it for is, uh, and what it's been commonly known for, is to write an essay for you, basically. Um, because there is a prompt that you can give ChatGPT, which is basically write me an essay on this and this chapter, uh, and it'll write a, a pretty seamless essay um, where you might need to edit a, a word here and there. But all in all, it will give you something that you can hand in and it will take about five seconds, while normally it could take people up to a few hours, depending on how good they are. Um, now, of course, uh, some teachers had a problem with this because they felt like their students were not finishing their assignments properly or not learning. Um, and there is an argument to be had there. Uh, but th- one thing that I found very interesting is that um, people were, of course, using it to write an essay. And to combat this, uh, there has been two approaches. One has been to completely ban ChatGPT from schools and uh, not allowing it to be used anywhere. Uh, And the other is to have another AI software that is good at recognizing whether an essay was written by AI software. So we have AI checking AI now, which is... It's funny that we're here already. Uh, (laughs) Almost a simulation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's, a... We're going into the the rabbit hole right now. Um, The Matrix is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We are are there. 
Um, <laughs> Andrew, we're coming! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he, his uh, sentence has been postponed for the seventh time. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe they were waiting for the episode. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. This is your call. Uh, stop doing 50 push-ups and just break out. Okay, um, back to topic. The thing is that a lot of teachers are struggling to find out how to be able to deal with ChatGPT in a, in a good manner because there is an, kind of an argument going on. If you can use ChatGPT to finish your assignment really easily uh, and we as teachers are demanding that you finish the assignment, then you have done what we asked of you. So how can we be mad that you use the tool? <laughs> yeah, but, but really, it's not that weird of an argument if you think about it. Because, of course, our goal is to teach, right? To give you knowledge, to make you understand something. But perhaps then we should formulate our, our questions or uh, um, make our expectations be known in such a way that you aren't able to just use ChatGPT to come up with an answer. Perhaps uh, teachers need to step their game up in a sense. Which is, I think it's... Yeah, um, there are some holes in it, but I think it's a valid thing to, to mention. Um, because I am also of the belief that just pushing uh, uh, manual work and having to do things like write a gajillion essays or uh, just uh, uh, have do menial, basic, boring tasks. Yeah, to be honest, I can understand if that means you use ChatGPT to save you time because it, ha uh, it helps. And uh, being a student and having a lot of work for a lot of different classes can be tough. And if using ChatGPT means that you get two hours more sleep um, and you're already behind about 16 hours, I can get your motivation. I can understand it. Um, but on the other hand, and this is kind of the negative side of it, the other, uh, the other side of it, which I am really uh, excited about, is that students can use ChatGPT when they are struggling with a certain, uh, certain uh, subject, assignment, you name it. Um, and of course, Almost all the knowledge that somebody, a, a, a student needs could be found online or could be found in the books that they have to, they have to use for their education. But yeah, uh, everybody that has once tried to find information in a book knows that it will take you some time to actually find the information you need if you need to know something specific. What ChatGPT allows is that you can just ask a very specific questions about a, 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 a specific question about a subject that you're studying or uh, an assignment that you're making, and it will give an appropriate answer, and it'll allow you to get further on with your research. Meaning you can work faster and more efficiently, and that is really exciting and promising because that means that students uh, are less reliant on their teachers, and uh, that might seem like a, a problem in itself, but in reality. Teachers have a lot of work to do, and sadly, we cannot be there for every student all the time, even though we'd love to be. Um, but it's just impossible, and every student has different needs, and every student works at a different pace. Now, what ChatGPT allows is for every student, at some point at least, uh, with, the, with the, the ability of different AI tools that will come out, is that students are able to have an individual line of work they can, they can do. They can work at their own pace because it will be individually uh, personalized for them. And uh, any questions they have on the material, they are able to ask to uh, an AI, which really um, could speed up the learning process for a lot of students. And especially if you've ever been in a class and you've been the smartest kid or if you've been the dumbest kid in the class, uh, not pointing fingers, um, you know what it can be like to not um, align with the rest of the class. 
And especially in these scenarios, uh, a tool like ChatGPT could be essential and really could uh, um, be revolutionary for the education system. So that's something I'm really excited about and, and would love to see implications of it. So does that answer your question uh, to a satisfying degree? Uh, sure, but uh, to be honest, if you re would really s would really want to satisfy me, you should uh, just keep talking because uh, can't get enough about it. I usually you love it when I open my mouth and don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that you have to edit this. <laughs> uh, I'm not going. To. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is your part. You will. Okay, listen. Uh, and it is for you to remember yeah, because no, I'm I not going to. Yeah, edit. you are, you can... man. What? Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, you're cussing. No. I, will, I, will, I will edit the cuss, but not. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. You'll see it happen. Okay. Um, um, interesting. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought you weren't done yet, but. No, I, I can talk uh, a little bit more about it. Um, for example, th this is kind of what is uh, for what is happening with students. Um, what is also an implication is, is what teachers are able to do with it uh, specifically. So I already mentioned that you're able to create a personal uh, individual layout for a student, which could be super beneficial. Um, but there is a lot of a lot of uses that a teacher can have for it as well. Um, for example, a teacher that might not be uh, very familiar with poetry but would love to do an exercise on it can ask what are some basic rules for writing poetry uh, or what are some good things to start with um, if you uh, what are some good people to look at if you want to get into poetry. You can take a look, it'll give you some uh, helpful recommendations and you can get started by yourself but it is very nice to be able to have that push. Um, I really like to see it as... Uh, lube almost when you're stuck uh a open ai will give you a little bit of lube so you can keep going perhaps not the wisest word choice uh, choice of word but who, who who cares anyway the applications of a teacher go much further than that because this is one thing but you can also ask it to for example to set up uh, uh, or ask for lesson ideas or lesson plans even um if you don't know what to do with a group of students especially because you're new or because you're trying to be creative, have more ideas, see what you can do. You can uh, add a bunch of information uh, to your ChatGPT prompts and get very specific results, very uh, creative and new ideas, um, which could make your classes a whole lot more fun for yourself and for your, for your students. Because uh, I've also had to create a bunch of lesson plans and it can be fun to come up with something on yourself, but it's a whole lot less fun when you have to think of something and you're really stuck. Uh, so in those scenarios, it could be super nice. Um, then you also, of course, have the menial tasks such as uh, grading papers or, um, yeah, for example, uh, having to analyze essays. Well, ChatGPT could also do that. But then, of course, you have the thing, okay, well, you have to analyze an essay, but it could also have been written by, by an AI. So uh, we're going we're gonna to run into some problems there. But, yeah, the idea, of course, is to have a, have a student learn. And if you... I think one of a funny thing that you could do, for example, is say you actually want them to write an essay uh, because it's an important skill to have and they're going to be graded on it on the exam. You can say, listen, use ChatGPT all you want, but you're not going to be able to use it on the exam, so you're going to have to be able to do it by yourself. 
Just knowing that, because I think knowing that already makes a decent difference because it's your responsibility, right? And you can't look at, you can't see what happens when they go home. That's always been the case. The, before there was ChatGPT, there was older brothers and sisters who have done the same thing, who can share the answers, right? And there is a lot more of it online. Um, but what you could also do is then have an essay uh, written by ChatGPT that you can show in class and be like, this is written by an AI. This is, what it, this is what is really good about it. And this is what's wrong. You can learn from it. Now that is a powerful and creative tool and the, uh, and the way that you can use ChatGPT uh, in your benefit in the, in the classroom. And I think that is a, a much better way of dealing with it than to say it's banned or you can't do it or whatever. Um, another thing that uh, teachers, uh, for example, could use it for is to set up a, set up a, a program in which you, you have your end goal for what you want your students to be able to do at the end of the year. You can ask ChatGPT, can you uh, divide it into 12 different steps so you have a better idea, a sense where to place it. Um, perhaps ChatGPT isn't able to fully execute all these tools, but as time will go on, as time passes, as more inventions and tools will come out, these things, these, these ideas will become realities and they will take a huge workload of teachers. Uh, and a lot of what teachers have to do is uh, administrative work, sitting behind their laptop, typing, not teaching. And what teachers do best is teaching. So by giving them the most amount of time that they can actually teach and letting a lot of the menial work and administrative work fall back on ChatGPT, we can have a lot more efficient education uh, and a lot more pleasurable for teachers. And teachers that are happy means students that are happier as well uh, and more passionate. And I think that is something that is really positive, which I can really see happening in the near future. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. Ah, okay, great. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I have a couple of questions. So uh, may maybe to, uh, to organize a little bit the path for, for maybe listeners, right? So just got an introduction. Yeah, Tom is indeed uh, an, a great teacher. I, uh, I have experienced that myself. So um, um, it is indeed... I think super interesting to hear your uh, perspective because especially um, yeah you're working in education and indeed like you just explained education is the sector where mm. um, yeah if you think about conveying a message about teaching knowledge or mm. um, capabilities yeah that is what 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 Jet gpt does the best right it is indeed a better google plus mm -hmm. in that sense that mm -hmm. um, it can even generate and accumulate more and relevant information in a much shorter time frame mm -hmm. right which is in essence the whole yeah maybe not the, the conveying part or the mm -hmm. teaching part but that is the big part of, of teaching right you mm -hmm. as a teacher should should yeah should accumulate the knowledge understand it yourself and then that is part one part two is trying uh, your best to uh, yeah, efficiently or effectively um, convey that message. Now, uh, maybe to, to dive deep little, deeper a little bit in, in, into this and then uh, maybe um, take indeed the more of a bird's eye view. Mm -hmm. um, I want to ask you, do you believe that by using ChatGPT, um, that your students will become smarter or would you rather argue the other way around? So I think this is a great question. Um, I touched on it a little bit, but uh, I think it's really um, about whether the students are able to take responsibility. Um, because In the sense of? 
because if you take responsibility of your use using ChatGPT, like I said with the essay uh, example, if you use ChatGPT uh, for writing an essay for you uh, and you get to the final exam room, you've used ChatGPT three times and you haven't done it yourself, you're going to have a tough time there. But if you've taken responsibility and said, okay, I've used ChatGPT to write an essay, I've looked at the essay, I've tried to correct it, then I've tried to also write one myself, uh, as as ChatGPT to correct mine, and based on that, I've been able to uh, gather uh, some information, tried it again, and I got a pretty satisfying result. And I'm conf- confident that when I go into the exam room, the combined knowledge of me and ChatGPT that is now my own, I will be able to get a good grade. Now, those are two completely different different scenarios, and both use ChatGPT. It's about how you use it, and I think it's an incredibly powerful tool. But it really it depends on the person, and I think. Uh, to go into your point, I think uh, an important question might be to ask, can we trust, especially younger students, to use ChatGPT responsibly? And that is more of a tough one. Uh, and how would you incentivize people or students to, to, to uh, take responsibility then in that sense? So one sense, of course, is to be able to, uh, uh, to say to them, listen, You can use it now, but you won't be able to use it at the exam, which is one thing, of course. Um, But I think also um, showing them, in a sense, the teaching them ChatGPT, the abilities that it has, the uses that it has, uh, and showing the ways that you can effectively use it uh, in your benefit um, and in a way that will will allow you to learn. Uh, I think... Perhaps it is also a fault in education. I think it's something that a lot of people are working hard at, uh, myself included, is to change uh, education in a sense that the focus is back on learning and not on um, on memorization and one-time chunks of knowledge that you need to be able to deliver uh, because that's not what education should be about, uh, in my uh, opinion. Uh, but, for example, uh, I, I can... Uh, take an example of one of the one of my colleagues uh, who had a really uh, fun exercise that I hadn't thought of at all which was to use uh, an, uh, an AI which was uh, a creative AI so you give it some words and it makes uh, it makes some uh, some imagery some art and he put in some buzzwords without showing the showing the students what they were of course a picture was generated and then he asked the students what do you think are the terms that I, what are the buzzwords that I typed in to show, to make this image? They had to guess. And this, of course, that's their vocabulary. And it also shows that um, you are able to use AI to learn and the opposite, uh, opposite way. Because if you, for example, type in Picasso, you will get the art style that Picasso used. But if you uh, type in cubic, uh, futuristic, uh, Futurama, <laughs> you will get a very different R sound. It's able, okay, can you recognize the patterns in that? Uh, and that is, uh, for example, a really nice, uh, cute little exercise which you could uh, use an AI to show um, the different uses that it has. Uh, but another way would be to, yeah, uh, like I said, uh, let them use it themselves. For example, uh, one of the things that we try to teach uh, students at the school that I work at is event planning. So they need to be able to schedule an event, say for the entire school, we're going on a school trip. They need to ta- take care of the buses. They need to see how long it takes, how much money it takes, where we're going to be, meet up places, et cetera. Et cetera. 
um, you could use ChatGPT whenever you're stuck. Uh, um, I mean, I'm guessing that it doesn't have complete knowledge of the bus fares and Google Maps yet. Uh, it'll come at, at, at some time, I, I'm sure. Um, but you could, for example, ask uh, what would be the most efficient route or um, uh, they, uh, we have to be here by this and this time. How would this work? Or can you help me with the translation of this? Because it's tough because I, I work with a lot of kids that don't speak uh, uh, Dutch. Uh, natively so for them it could be a really useful tool to help them in translating certain things so yeah th there is almost an infinite amount of uses and i think to be able to show them how to use this as effectively as a tool we could hopefully f prevent them from seeing it as uh, something to cheat with um, because really as we're trying to teach them we're trying to give them as many tools as possible to thrive in the modern world and by holding it back, which is which has been the approach of some schools by saying, okay, you can't use it because you won't learn how to do it yourself, is the same thing as saying, okay, everybody has to work individually because you need to do it by yourself and never learning the strength of working together. And there's also one of the big problems that we have in education is every, every standardized test ever, you have to make it by yourself. Uh, how many people work by themselves uh, uh, as a job <laughs> yeah okay 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 but let, let's no i got you but let's let's bring it back okay. uh, a bit because um uh, there are so many things that we can touch upon um but okay um what i hear you say is um if it uh, so if you would would answer the question does it make students smarter or not you say your answer is really depending you, you say it depends on the fact to what extent students take responsibility when using it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, to a large degree. Okay. Um, but I got I get that. But what, what isn't clear for me is that, um, but maybe it is closely related and then I didn't I don't get it. So, so therefore I'm asking, uh, I would say that for me, there are two ways of, of, of arguing. Mm -hmm. In a sense of, I don't know what, what will happen, right? But mm. for me, those two are, uh, either one of them is, is going to happen because they exclude each other in mm. one way or another. So I would say one way of thinking about it would be, okay, the more you use chat uh, uh, GPT, mm. um, the, yeah, the more stupid you will get because mm. you will get lazy. Mm. And so the people that aren't that smart right now will not become smarter when you have it no they will get even more and yeah, they will become more yeah, laziness is the sibling of starvation mm. a little, little bit like that right the other and, and smart people on the other on the other hand who then uh indeed in your in your ter terminology would take responsibility and, and use it in their advantage mm. in a sense of um making processes easier without losing their creative uh, mind or their mm -hmm. knowledge or whatever it is right mm -hmm. but another way of reasoning could be that you could say okay um in, in the light of nature nurture uh which is on itself an interesting discussion that you could argue that okay we do not know to what extent human behavior is um relatable to uh, nurture and nature mm -hmm. 
but we know that nurture and nature are like super important. Mm. And maybe uh, is uh, nurture even more important than nature? And if that is the case or not, really doesn't matter because it's still super important, then you could say, okay, by having a chat GPT, mm. uh, it would uh, level the playing field. It mm. would uh, enable a lot of people that are in less educated households mm -hmm. to have, um, let's say, access to um, the same amount of information that uh, another person from a wealthy household has. Mm -hmm. And now you can say, yeah, okay, due to the internet and due to Google, we already saw, okay, mm -hmm. it helped, yeah, right? Yeah. Because before the internet, you were more dependent on your network. Now, yeah. now you got the internet and it allowed people to um, yeah, um, get a network even if you didn't have it. Mm. And so you could compete with people that had a, like a super extensive network. So it leveled the playing field. Same then could be true for ChatGPT. Mm. So from the, let's say, uh, if, if, if you look from, uh, from, uh, from, from this perspective, and, and you can still take into account the responsibility, but then I would say, argue that it's still important in either case mm. uh, what is your philosophy uh, what will happen with people in general or students specifically whatever you like to answer mm. uh, when 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 having chat gpt do you think students will become lazy more lazy uh, more mm. stupid or do you think uh, it would level yeah it would level the playing field yeah yeah i think it's a it's a really good question really really good question so kudos to you for that. Um, and oddly enough, I think it's all a little bit true um, because there will definitely be, and there's, you can just guarantee there will definitely be students that are quite lazy. Uh, well, I don't like calling students lazy, but let's just say they are typically not inclined to show up on time, show a lot of motivation into their work, et cetera, et cetera. We all know them. Um, and there's usually some, something going on behind the scenes or whatever. In any case, the behavior is there. I think those people will also be inclined to use ChatGPT as a way of, of avoiding responsibility and uh, uh, allowing, um, allowing themselves to take advantage of ChatGPT in a way that won't benefit them in their knowledge, but will benefit them in saving their time, right? It's going to happen. Uh, I don't think there's a, uh, I don't think that needs to be argued. I do, however, think there's also going to be a lot of smart people uh, or a lot of students that are very motivated. It doesn't even have to be smart. Uh, not, it doesn't even have to be a little bit smart as long as you know how to use a computer, which is basically every kid now because you get handed a phone when you're four uh, or a tablet when you're, when you're one. <laughs> so um, the thing there is that it allows a lot of people that are motivated to use their motivation to keep growing as much as they want, which is incredibly powerful. Um, because at some point there's a limit to how much your mom and dad want to, want to talk and want to interact and want to keep doing because it takes a lot of energy. Um, but ChatGPT doesn't get tired. So um, if, a, if a child for some reason wants to spend five hours getting really good at math, go for it. Uh, you have the ability to do that. Uh, 
and say a child is super interested in that one topic, he can he can really go deep into it, and that is that is never before seen knowledge, uh, not to this extent, not without having to get a certain book, having to understand the book. No, in your terms, uh, at your speed, it will be explained to you. So there's some really interesting work there, and I think uh, a lot of knowledgeable people will be able to use it and do some really incredible things. On the other side of your, uh, of your question, uh, which was the philosophy of, um, oh, sorry, could you just uh, flicker the flame uh, one more time? Flicker, yeah, so that you could say, so that this is what you just gave is an argument for level the playing field. Yeah, the yeah. other would be that it would uh, make people that aren't that smart even more lazy. Yeah, no, sorry. Um, I didn't argue my case for leveling the playing field. I wanted to uh, wanted to delve into that. Sorry, I'm trying to keep it all attached. Uh, so indeed, the leveling of the playing field, that the people who are typically less successful in, in uh, educative uh, endeavors are now able to go along with the rest of the class. Now, I think that will happen to a certain degree, um, especially those who are typically struggling in, in uh, educational... Uh, situations because of external factors. For example, they don't get along with their classmates, they don't feel comfortable in school, they don't like the way it's being taught. Um, you can name a million other things. For them, and of course it won't be for everyone, but for some people, uh, being alone, isolated with a computer uh, could be ideal for them, especially people that, uh, for example, are autistic or very antisocial. Um, those might thrive in that environment and might be able to uh, shoot far past what they would normally be able to achieve. So I, I think for that, for that reason, a lot of people that are quite low ranking could suddenly become competitive or even dominant in, 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 in certain fields. Um, however, I always, I always think there's going to be some people lacking because I don't see, you also have to be able to understand uh, ChatGPT in a certain sense. You have to know what it does and how you can use it. And if you just see it as a you as a tool to benefit you, uh, as it saves you time and it's easy and it's nice and uh, uh, it's a commodity, um, then you won't get as much out of it. Um, and therefore, people that are already naturally smart in the sense that they have a high IQ uh, or they are decently good with computers or understand the way, yeah coding works in a sense you you understand the way computers talk let's uh, let's put it like that um, those people will be able to maximize the ability uh, that ChatGPT can give them so the maximum profit you could say um, so therefore it will balance out but i think uh, all in all it's like a rising tide that lifts all boats and of course, there's always going to be people that are left behind and those people should never be forgotten. But in general, uh, I believe that it's going to create a better uh, learning result and better education and better knowledge and better results for everybody uh, if you take the big picture. Uh, so I think it's just a net positive, which is really exciting because, yeah, <laughs> how can it not be? So yeah, that's my philosophy on the matter. Hope that... Uh, Kind of covers it, or is something still? No, 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 no. It does because I had a follow up, and I think you just, I you you laid the path for yourself to to elaborate on it, and uh, my follow up would be, um, you just talked about okay, uh, hey, will it make people lazier, or will it um, will it level the playing field in a sense of, 
the knowledge gap. Mm, yeah, yeah sure. right. Sure. Um, but uh, how do you uh, view the, the the same question? So will it make people better or worse off in a sense of equal uh, equality? <coughs> so sorry, equality. So do mm. you think that uh, financially, mm. ultimately, right? So do you think that <coughs> by having access to chat GDP in general that it, it will increase? Or decrease equality, financial equality. Yeah, or inequality, depending on how much mm. your view is. But in the same same light, like okay, uh, could it be that the people that already know how to use some tools mm. will benefit much more from it than the people that don't, which would increase the inequality all the way around. Uh, the knowledge gap, and that is based on the previous answer you just gave. Okay, would level the playing field. Uh, like you just said, all all uh, all tides lift all boats. Rising tide lifts all yeah, boats. Yeah. Then, okay. In that sense, you could argue, okay, it would level the playing field, uh, and so uh, it would also be partly maybe a solution to, uh, close the uh financial, uh, in inequality. Hmm. Um. Ah, that's good. That's an interesting proposition. Uh, I don't think it will ameliorate the, the the financial gap but I definitely think it will what I what I think it will do is it will um, perhaps not maximize but uh, maximize but to a, a certain degree it will utilize a lot of unused potential especially in people that are that are held back or or are not uh, are not are not showing their full potential they will be given a chance to do so um, in certain in certain scenarios, but of course uh, there is difference between people, uh, and that is just a, a fact. And we have also learned that if you are bes below a certain point of IQ, uh, that certain things would just be impossible for you to do. Uh, for example, understanding and using a computer at a certain point, it just becomes something you can't ask of someone, and that is a, that is a sad reality. Right, uh, because we would like to think that everybody with enough effort, enough help, enough personal guidance, anybody can do almost anything. But that's just not the case, and uh, that is a reality we also need to face and need to accept. Um, and we need that in a sense. We need that. We need people that are smarter. We need people that are that are dumber, uh, to put it plainly, um, because there is a lot of work uh, that would be. Incre so take somebody that's that's super duper smart, like Einstein, right? Einstein's smart. You're going to make him uh, deliver mail packages. Yeah, I'm sure he will figure out something fun to do in his car uh, while he's while he's driving. But it is, a, I think everybody can say that's a huge huge waste of potential, right? But if there is somebody who is uh, yeah, has a very low IQ and is struggling to make ends meet and he is just smart enough to deliver packages, for them that could be an incredibly meaningful job because that means they get to be part of society, they get to say hi to people, they get to, they get to be kind of active, they get to listen to a podcast or listen to music in their car. For them, it could be almost a dream. And I don't mean to make it romantic and anything, right? Because it's still just delivering packages, but... There is a natural order in uh, which people can kind of fall into a society. And IQ plays a part in that. And that's been well-researched. 
So because of that, uh, I don't think it will remove inequality and I don't think it will bridge the gap that much. I think there's, there's people that are quite smart or, or quite unutilized in education that will be given a good shot and that will be able to do something incredible. And I think that there's a lot of people, especially here of what I've noticed, that are not that stupid, uh, but just had some behavioral problems or had, were going through some stuff and got put in an unfortunate position. And I think this is, uh, is a potential way out. And the more, the more ways out, the better. I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, so for that reason, I do think it will definitely help in that regard. But like you mentioned already, um, and like I also said a little bit, is that the smartest people that understand it the best will benefit the most. And that's what's going to be. But you also have to realize that it's kind of a good thing <laughs> because yeah. that means the smartest people have the best access to the best tools that can make the biggest difference. And those are very competent people that you want to be able to do the most uh, for your society. Yeah, okay, I agree. But one, uh, two things. So one, you could say that that is always the case, mm. that the smartest people are using a new technology in the best way. What That is what make them, makes them smart. Mm. So, right? So, uh, But the other could be, uh, and that, that is a less uh, promising thing, is that um, that I think um, implicitly you assume that intelligent people or whatever mm. will then use it in um, uh, in society for benefit, mm. which is, I think, yeah. not a sure thing, right? Sure, so sure. you could it's argue it, you could argue that maybe if you if 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 you're smart and you just want to make money then you could use chat GDP in, in, indeed uh, more effectively than someone else, mm. but that wouldn't for sure or per se improve society all the way around. I could, I could rather see, or I see a higher probability uh, in which the other way around would happen no, and, and okay. people would, right, mis, not misuse it, but would see so many opportunities and say, hey, wait, I can automate with chat GPT your work mm. and then I can earn your money mm. and now you don't have your work anymore and I have more money yeah. I don't think that is no of course beneficial of course. right uh, right and there and there is something to say for that but I would have two things to say to that is one it is kind of the natural order and especially when it comes to um, to technological innovation I mean, for example, you are quite a quite a fan of Elon Musk, right? And he is also creating the the humanoid robot. Uh, we are you are also under the assumption and have the knowledge that that will eventually also probably uh, overtake jobs and probably a, a, a good bit of them. Um, uh, normally, I don't uh, broadcast my uh, political views, but sure, for this uh, one exception, I <laughs> I, do, I figure this is the one thing you wouldn't mind sharing that sure, much. Yeah, sure. Um, so the thing that uh, that com comes down to is that when we have big technological revolutions that can yeah, make grand changes and, and can optimize things, for example, if there is a process which could be done very quickly and efficiently by ChatGPT, uh, uh, which is right now being do done by a person, perhaps in that situation, it's a terrible thing for that person to lose their job. Uh, because, you know, it could be a million reasons why, but losing your job when you're expecting not to lose your job is always an unfortunate thing, at least in the moment. Uh, however, 
that did mean that there was some inefficiency to be found and there was some way to do it more effectively. And that person could perhaps then find a different job in which some role that couldn't be served by a robot is being fueled. And I think uh, the more that starts to happen, the more, uh, the more jobs that right now don't seem worth it will become worth it. Uh, in a sense of, um, yeah, take for example, maintenance for certain things, right? Of course, we can talk about humanoid robots doing just about everything. Uh, we're not at that stage yet. Um, but there's a lot of things in a, in a big city for uh, especially that just need to be maintained. They just need to be handled. They just need to be taken care of. Well, if it becomes a, a reasonable thing for people to do that, then we are all living in a more maintained society. And it's a wonder that the, that the lights are working, a miracle that the lights are working all the time. Um, but there's a lot of things uh, uh, except for that. You have the pavement, you have uh, nature, you have uh, the water quality and a billion other things, right? So those are, for example, things that could open up or become more interesting. So I think for that reason, um, in the, in the moment, it might be a bad thing, but in the future, it could be a promising thing. But that is, that is something we will have to wait and see. Uh, on the other hand, and that is more of a, philosoph a philosophical uh, query, uh, you say uh, somebody that's very smart with the best tools to their, to their, uh, the access to the best tools um, might not always do what's best for society uh, because they will probably do what's best for themselves. I think it's fair. Um, because people do tend to act in their own self-interest. However, uh, I am of the belief that human humans do want to be inherently good. They want to they want to be a positive force for the world. Uh, and of course, that also depends on a lot of other factors uh, outside of uh, how you've lived. Um, but I mean, of course, there's always going to be costs. There's always going to be people that are hurt by your growth. Um, but to be able to make a lot of money and be credibly efficient and to serve a giant, uh, have a giant company, that means you also have to serve a giant role to, to society because otherwise it, your business doesn't work. For example, uh, even a Jeff Bezos, you may not like him, but he does run Amazon. Uh, or he's a part owner for it, which which is one of the biggest serve uh, packaging and and uh, packaging uh, and and delivery companies in the world, or the biggest, uh, which you know also has a big role to play in society. Uh, and the reason that he gets to stay so wealthy is because that service is so incredibly useful to people. And so in that sense, I would say that somebody incredibly rich. Uh, who is incredibly smart and successful also has to serve a purpose because otherwise it doesn't work. No, 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 sure, sure. But that is, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, but that is a different discussion because uh, if you, uh, if we, um, I mean, take your example of uh, an Amazon, sure, but I, I'm, we are not arguing to what extent or if, um, like the question, is it in one way um, beneficial for society sure mm. it is but the question is uh, does that compensate for the uh, inequality that it creates and if you look at Jeff Bezos mm. yeah I think it is a fair assessment to our or at least you it's fair to argue that um, Amazon 
despite all the societal value, I also think that is arguable. But sure, I will go with you that uh, that far. That then still, um, it is at the expense of equality, mm. because a lot of households, almost anyone indeed, is paying for Amazon stuff, mm. but the wealth is going to that one person mm. in particular. Yeah, so. Yeah. That is an example, and that is like that was indeed like the basis of the question. So, um, that I think that is a different discussion. Mm. I think, of course, of course, it has some some societal value, and especially the people that are the smartest will use it most effectively, uh, in a sense, and they will do that in their self interest. But by acting in the self interest, they will also benefit society. I mean, yeah. that is the whole thing of capitalism in general, right? Mm. That as long as people are acting in their own self own interest, they will benefit society. But that doesn't mean that it, uh, at, that it can't at the same time also mm. improve inequality, which is a bad thing, of course. And so um, that was... I w- I w- to be honest, I don't want to interrupt you, but I wouldn't say that inequality is necessarily a bad thing. Because at that point, you're starting to talk about uh, equality of outcome. And that is an impossible thing to regulate. No, it's not about regulate, but it's da- therefore it's a philosophical question. Mm. It isn't that you have to implement it tomorrow. It's mm-hmm. just about, okay, we have a tool. Do we think this tool will will worsen or will yeah, will worsen or not the, the inequality? And yeah, indeed, I agree that that is um, uh, another discussion to what extent we want that really to happen but mm. it, for the sake of the philosophical discussion it's just do do you think that ultimately it will um like in yeah will 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 lead to a situation in which there is a, a more extreme distribution of financial outcomes yeah no i i, I get what you're what you're going for um but for me the the important equality uh, that we should try to strive for as an uh, uh, equality of opportunity. Um, and for that reason, ChatGPT is a miraculous tool because everybody that has internet access, which is more and more every day, uh, is able to use an incredibly powerful tool for themselves, which means that everybody is again one step ahead. Uh, the okay. same way that you said it with the internet, everybody suddenly just got one power up. If you're from a poor household, if you're all the way to the other side of the planet, it doesn't matter because now you have internet and you have a lot more power at your hands. Same thing is true for JetGPT. And what it will produce in the end, yeah, I think there's always going to be uh, more, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be more or less uh, equality where there's different financial outcomes. I think it might be mitigated a little bit by the fact that there's people that, will be able to unleash uh, their potential that was previously uh, uh, withheld from society. So in that sense, I think it will to a certain degree. Don't think it's going to be that big of a difference though. Um, So yeah, I think that's where I stand. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, no, and I, th- I think I think that's, uh, I, I mean, no one knows what will happen, right? But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I follow the the indeed the reasoning of the of the internet, and therefore I would argue that um, yeah, the internet has brought more inequality, ultimately. But I think if you look at the average income of a citizen of the Netherlands of Europe, 
than the past 50 or 50 the past 30 40 years but also the past 50 years uh, the, the average income mm. of a household has increased mm. that that doesn't say anything about uh, um, what the the distinction is between the top one yeah. percent and the rest of 99 I, yeah. that is that has increased even more mm. but I don't mind. Uh, I would rather have a situation in which that is still the case as long as an average household will improve. Mm. And I think in that sense, uh, I follow uh, the, yeah. the internet reasoning. Yeah, so I, I think we're on the same page then mm. that uh, you, you have the opportunity and therefore you can use it and it will not, and that, that says nothing about that even smarter people can use it even more in their benefit. But mm. um I would rather have that situation than no GPT and uh, no improvement or not uh, that extra opportunity for especially the low, the, the, yeah, the less, lower class. Yeah, the lower class. Let's, let's call it like that. Yeah, no, we're on the same page. Uh, um, and maybe as a, as a as last one uh, for, for me, at least for this topic. <laughs> it, it, uh, Are you okay? I can uh, feel the life being drained out of yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> sure. Um, you, you need to tell me if I go on for too long, you know. Yeah, <laughs> do, do, do you think that, um, because you, you have already touched upon it a couple of times, do you think that um, the, uh, and I would say maybe um, discuss it in light of, 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 of indeed, teaching your students do you think that when you are preparing your students which mm. right which is also part of teaching yeah for sure uh and maybe even the most important part um do you think would you let, let me phrase it differently would you advise your students to teach themselves and even you could even go as far as saying that you would teach them a different skill set now that that GPT is here. Um, Would you say there is a change? Do you think there is a different skill set necessary to be productive, effective, and? No, I, I think a lot of the same values uh, that I that I believe in are still um, are still incredibly relevant. Like discipline, responsibility, hard work, just plain hard work, um, thinking outside of the box. Yeah. And there's a couple more, right? Uh, you you get the idea. Those principles still stand. Uh, however, when it comes to a skill set, I mean, uh, unless you want to do something with um, translation or tourism or something, then French and German aren't that useful while you work in the Netherlands, just to make it very simple, right? Um, they can be, but as a general rule. Uh, and there's a lot of different classes that you get offered, which can be useful in a certain scenario and depending on what you want to do and certain things that aren't. But as a general thing, uh, I do believe, especially now that ChatGPT is here, that you should be able to, uh, to see how it works and understand it. And that is a, that is a invaluable tool. Uh, and it's also been a reasonably uh, recent development is something that I found super interesting is teaching uh, my students how to how to code that they should learn how to code it doesn't matter that you have to be incredibly good but understand how it works what it is um, and 
as you know, ChatGPT can also help you with coding, which is great, uh, very useful. Uh, so allowing uh, uh, students to see the value in that and, and being able to explain to them why that is so valuable, why there is so, such, a, such an ask for it, and what are the things they can do with that. I think those are two things that have become really important, especially in recent years, because what we want to do is prepare them for the future. ChatGPT, AI, coding, those are things that are going to be essential in the future. And there's more and more and more ask for them. And there will, it, it, it's, I can guarantee it's going to be a continuing trend. So it's not like I can tell you, yeah, it's kind of interesting right now, it's kind of high, but you know, might be nothing in 20 years. We're not, that's not happening. Um, so because of that, I, uh, I think that's something I really want to prepare them for. And uh, especially once I get to be able to um, teach at a, at a class where I'm actually able to, you know, uh, have my own class and have my own students. These are, these are values that I'd really like to instill in them and to really think about why it's important. Okay. But, um, to, to, to be concrete, mm. what, what, what skills do you think are less relevant in the future? And what skills do you think become more relevant in the future? Uh, maybe give uh, three of each. Okay, so uh, skills that I think are becoming really important in the future. Uh, one will be able to do uh, research on your own. It's, uh, oh, sorry, I should rephrase. To be able to teach yourself something. That's number one, to be able to teach yourself something. The second, I would say, is to be able to use, uh, um, to use an AI or, yeah, it's kind of between knowing how to use an AI, but that's kind of uh, teaching yourself how to study and learning how to code, these basics. And third, I would like to, to teach them, but that's been an ancient value, how to work together with people properly. And not that you're the leader and taking everybody along and not that you're the follower going with the leader. You need to learn how to work together properly. Three things that are, I don't think, as important uh, anymore. Um, Due to chat GPT. Yeah, yeah due to chat GPT. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, for example, menial tasks like uh, um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, I, I don't think it's really invalidated that much. Yeah, like a, like a menial task, like checking your own homework, but there's value in doing that with chat GPT. Uh, I almost want to say math, but then you're going to get really mad at me. <laughs> it would be interesting that you're, uh, that on the, let's say, uh, one category, which is uh, important for the future, uh, there is code yeah. and then less relevant is, yeah. is math. Yeah, no, I It's hear your you. answer. You, you may. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I, the thing is that um, I already had this thinking suspicion with uh, when calculators came, right? Mm. Um, for example, of course, mathematics is important. I'm not going to uh, uh, argue argue that, it's, that it isn't. However, because there was calculators came, suddenly having to do everything in your head was not as important, right? Um, but we still teach you how to at least do some basic math in your head because uh, it's important to be able to, to understand how to do that. And now with the... Uh, contribution of ChatGPT also there, you could say, okay, even less 
uh, of, of mathematics need to be, needs to be done in your head. You need to be better at using a calculator. And now you need to also know how, ChatGP, how you can use ChatGPT uh, with, uh, with mathematics, right? You could argue in that direction. So for that, you could say it's become less important. No, I, I got you, but if I may interrupt, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, that is the interesting thing, I, I think, at least about this whole discussion, because mm. I can completely follow your reasoning. The, with, with the calculator, right? To take mm. an example. But what I think has happened since the calculator is indeed that due to the calculator that, um, I mean, that the the highest salary that you would get mm. for someone who is re, who, who can calculate really great, mm. that salary will decrease in the sense of that person is less relevant. Mm. But what I think has at the same time happened or happened at the same time is that <laughs> because any everybody had access to a calculator mm -hmm. that people forgot that or thought that doing calculations in your head was almost unnecessary because you had a calculator mm -hmm. yeah. and so because everyone was thinking that almost nobody can calculate and it's a, and therefore it, it's becoming even more, more valuable <laughs> than it was before yeah. and that is the interesting dynamic yeah no for sure i think that there's definitely some merit to what you're saying so i i i take your point for sure and um, and therefore i'm really happy that i'm able to do uh, math in my in my head uh, to a decent degree because i believe this is true uh, and if i were to judge from the students that i teach this is not such a weird proposition because a lot of them, when they don't know how to do it, they will pull out the calculator. And it's quite simple, especially kids, uh, younger adults, they will take the path of least resistance. And there, I think there is a danger with ChatGPT. Uh, which links to your responsibility. Uh, which links to the responsibility point, exactly. Um, and therefore I think it's yeah, perhaps top of the list, uh, uh, important skills for the future, responsibility number one. Uh, Right, um, because yeah, we have. I can tell you one thing of my personal experience. We have uh, one student at my school. She isn't particularly super smart or anything, or or extremely creative, or extremely talented. But there's one thing, and she's super driven. Uh, not even I wouldn't even say super motivated because she's sometimes she's tired in class. She's not feeling it. She's not always joining with everything. But she makes notes in every class and every day she works at home and she does her thing. And I can tell you right now, she is racing ahead of the rest with incredible speed. And that is because she takes it seriously and she takes responsibility for her own education in the sense of I cannot expect my teachers to teach me everything. I have to also take it into my own hands. And that is the idea of what homework is supposed to do for you is to teach you uh, how to do your own work and how to prepare yourself. And that that is one thing you could argue, okay, this is becoming less important because of ChatGPT is homework. Yeah, with, in the small letters, with the uh, understanding that you need to teach yourself how to do things and need to teach yourself how to become smarter and how to learn things. Because that is also a class that is being taught at school right now where I work, learning how to learn. And you can tell that a lot of a lot of people are clueless <laughs> because they don't know how to teach themselves things. So I think that is also, yeah, really becoming important. Okay, great. Um, do you want to add something? 
Do you have a question or mm-hmm. do you want to uh, have, do you have a feeling we haven't discussed something which is uh, important to discuss? I think we really covered a lot of it. I'm thinking if I have a closing statement. Um. Oh, I think we got it. Do you have anything uh, left to add? Um, no, not really. Maybe I would conclude with, uh, with, with saying that I think that um, creativity, critical thinking, and empathy are for mm. me uh, important skills mm. for the future of tomorrow. And I think skills that are becoming less and less relevant due to chat GDP are skills like um, knowledge. And mm. I sure think that knowledge to a certain degree is uh, relevant, but because um, since Google, since the internet, uh, not that Google is the internet, but Google was the dominant search engine on mm. the internet. So if you wanted to search something on the internet, it wasn't a matter of, okay, do you have the knowledge? No, it was, a, was a, rather a question, okay, do you know where to find the knowledge? And that translated due to the dominant mm. Google search engine on the internet to the, to the skill, okay, how good can you Google, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so having knowledge before the internet translated to how good can you Google? Mm. And so I would say that maybe as another important skill is uh, how well can you phrase questions? And mm. therefore, on the, other, on, the, on the other hand or the other way, then skills that would be less relevant is indeed the knowledge because it's not the knowledge or knowing where to find it, but rather how to extract it, mm. how to extract the right information. So mm. just the knowledge on itself, uh, I think is less important. Um, and um, um, I think that um, repeating people uh, or repeating uh, opinions. So then I would really almost argue uh, the opposite skill set of the skills that I think are important. So um, it is related to the creativity uh, mm. points. So I think, uh, yeah, sure. I, you need to know how to extract the right information. And um, what I see around me is that a lot of people can watch YouTube, maybe can know how to find the right YouTube video and extract the right information from it. But then repeat uh, almost whole anecdotes of, of, of the things that they, ha- they have seen or heard in the video. Mm. And I'm thinking like, yeah, but everyone can within one second find the same YouTube video. And now with ChatGDP, I can find in milliseconds, not only the right video, but exactly the right second mm. that they said that. And so then being able to reproduce things uh, things are, in my opinion, becoming less and less relevant because it's not um, mm. about reproducing, but having a creative and, and critical mind yeah, and being yeah. able to use that as a sort of a basis to formulate your own opinion mm. and to link 
uh, and that is again the holistic view. Um, uh, so the tunnel vision then would be my answer to 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 the I think is a skill that is becoming less and less in your advantage to have, mm. and being able to to link different aspects and especially things that maybe on first sight don't look like they have anything to do with each other but being able to link them with each other and find the common ground i think mm. that is something we will still even in the future uh teach our computers or our ais to do mm. because this is this is something we are as humans super good at uh, and computers and ai will lack uh up and up until a point that computing power and energy is so cheap that uh, and, and chips are so powerful that they ultimately in a hundred years they will uh, exceed us mm. but for the coming years i think being able to link all those things um um is really a human a human a human skill and i mm. think that is exactly why autonomous driving is so complicated because we are already there but what now is happening, I mean, Tesla, they just had their investor day. They already have the data which showcases that when you put autopilot on, um, the, the accidents per, so the, the miles driven before you are in an accident is a, fa is a, is a, is a, is a factor uh, six. So um, you are six times less uh, likely to be in an accident when mm. you have your autonomous uh, yeah. software on and now the question become becomes okay how are we able to make it a 10x mm. and what you will see is that 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 learning curve is exponential in 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 in, in, in complexity mm. so the last yeah, one or two X of those 10 X is mm. super complicated yeah. because that is what they call the corner cases. So you have like your whole, let's say, feasible set of outcomes and your AI will find, find 90 to 95% of all cases and will act perfectly better than, than you would, could ever imagine. Mm. But in those 5% or mm. less, it will behave so strange you 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 are you think huh? how can you be so stupid, and in other cases be so smart mm. yeah and that is being able to link some data points together which we already do unconsciously mm. and being able to know all those links what we have unconsciously and try to grasp that define it and then collect all the data enough to teach it an algorithm. I think is far ahead in the future. Mm, and yeah. so fully autonomous driving where you can say the uh, like 99.999% uh, is, is super far ahead, but you, we all have to remember that right now it at a level of 95% is already six times better. Mm. So you can, of course, we want to, we are in that sense all perfectionists. We all want to have the hundred percent, mm. but you need to be aware that we, as humans, when driving a car, are functioning at a sixty percent level. So yeah. uh, don't overestimate yourself and be grateful for this, for the things that you have. But uh, was more of a uh, maybe an anecdote or a story to. 
to maybe make it concrete why I think that um, critical thinking and being able to link um, things that maybe don't lo look like they have any connection with each other with each other. Yeah, and I also really understand the flip side of uh, uh, why you would say that knowledge and crystallized uh, knowledge and uh, repetition are becoming less valuable because of something like ChatGPT. I think you nailed that. Great, yeah. I, I mean, you know that I now I feel like I want to end on this compliment, right? Yeah, well, I don't think you, there's any reason why not. <laughs> okay. So then, thank you all for listening. Um, we hope uh, you have enjoyed uh, this episode. Um, sorry for uh, not being as consistent as we were in the beginning, but uh, Tom and I have a feeling of... Uh, mm. Bringing uh, it back. Bringing it back and... Uh, show you what we got so amen uh, to that amen to that so uh thanks for tuning in and uh, hopefully we will see you uh, next next week see you ciao ciao